You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeningandkingston.com. Screening in Kingston back on track after another little tech hiccup a couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, more. uh, Oh, my computer is now going to not work. Um, I've had so for the past two months, I've had just rotten luck. So I my phone stopped working, and I had to go to a wedding without a phone. Which I don't know if you've ever traveled, traveled Taylor without like a phone or the internet or stuff. It's really tough in 2023 to, to do that. It's tough to I, get like cabs and stuff. I was gonna say like in terms of like navigation, you don't drive, but yeah, like an Uber. Mm-hmm. Like you had to what? Did you like hail a cab? Like yeah, because <laughs> like there's, there's, there's also one. <laughs> the community I was in didn't have Uber anyway, so it's not like I on a computer could like pre-set up things like i had to hail a cab but like i had to hail it by asking the hotel i was staying in and the train station to call it for me because of the no phone right you don't even have a phone you don't have a phone i don't have anything so that happened to my phone the internet right (laughs) that was a disaster getting that phone fixed it like took or i had to get a completely new phone i actually have a google phone now which is really interesting um and so that was like a week. And then not like two weeks after that wedding, my computer started to act up. Like things were being a little bit weird. And just over a week ago, around when the snafu happened with the episode, my computer completely crashed. Nothing, Gremlins. it wouldn't turn on, wasn't workable. Like every piece of technology I have is failing around me. And the funniest part, Taylor, is I, so I have two or three different pieces of ID that were all expiring around my birthday in January. (laughs) So knowing that this wedding was coming up at the end of February, uh, in December, I went to renew everything. Like I put in all my forms, put in all my renewals, health card, all pieces of identification. I was like, oh, something will arrive in the next two months. Nope. Didn't. I, so here I am with no discernible piece of ID, no phone traveling for a wedding. I could have like been murdered and no one would have been able to identify me. Truly. That's how, that's how people are murdered this day. Exactly. And people have no way, no way of knowing, no way of communicating with me and no way of identifying. Your mom body. would have to like a, a Facebook message me and be like, Taylor, Mike has gone missing the show. <laughs> I'll, I bet, I bet you if I, I bet you if I went missing, you would get more than one contact because because people would be thinking, okay, who does he talk to on a consistent enough basis? You would get more than one person contacting you. Well, the like, police, hey, you I guess. The police like, oh, and the police too. Be like, have you have you seen him? <laughs> and be like, you have to understand. We know. Well, you know a lot about my personal life because I talk about it on air. But like, you don't talk about your personal life. It's like we're not. This is going to sound crazy, but like, we're not like friends. <laughs> like, we're, like, like we're, we're friends in the colleagues. sense that, like, yes, we do. We're called, co- <laughs> that's a good way to put it, Mike. We're colleagues. Friendly colleagues. We're friendly colleagues. <laughs> like, we're friendly on air. But like, I know so little about your personal life. I would be no help. They'd be like, you literally talk to him for an hour every week. And I'd be like, 
yep, I know just as much as you guys do. <laughs> I could tell you what he thought of the last movie he saw. Yeah. That's helpful. I can tell I'm... you, yeah. <laughs> From this point forward, I'm carrying a note in my wallet that says Taylor did it. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> that's okay. Just, just in case. <laughs> oh Taylor God. did it. And that's what the, they're going to just find that in the wallet. It'll yeah. just be a note. I think that would be one of the best things to do if you were like when I'm on my deathbed, I think I'm going to leave a note like that just, or, yeah, just, like just fake, for the fun. Yeah. Like the fake, like the fake, like I know it seems like I died of natural causes, but check this person, <laughs> like get, get some, get some info about this person because I bet you anything we should, we should ask, we should consult a, a police officer on this. I bet you they'd have to follow up. I, I, I would think, yeah. Like, it's in the person who's dead's handwriting. Like, you have to do something. It's like when, like, someone calls and says, like, I heard a loud noise in my neighborhood. Like, I think the police yes. still have to come. <laughs> I think so. Like, I think I think they, they have to, no matter what. No yeah. matter, even if they think it's, like, I think they, they're obligated to. Like, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I should have done that, actually, when I, when I traveled to the wedding. I should have just traveled with a note on me that explained my situation um if you so find me you watch way too many <laughs> if you movies. find me <laughs> yes yeah if you find me well the, the funniest thing is instead of a phone i was carrying around pieces of paper with me all weekend like i had like printouts of all the things yeah. i need directions how to get on and off the train like i had like my boarding pass i had my I say, hotel yeah, your, check-in your, number uh, everything your tickets your train ticket ticket everything you know, everything i had to print everything it's not even your fault though mike because like some of our older listeners are probably like, oh, Mike and Taylor, like, woe is you. You can't navigate the world without your cell phones. But, like, they don't even have pay phones anymore. No. So, like, no. if you don't have a phone, you really are SOL. And, like, a lot of things are, um, uh, like, QR codes or whatever. Like, some via rail stations don't even have a person at the counter. You have to – it's all – electronic at their little booths exactly so, so you can't even interact with a person if you really have to and it becomes yeah. really it became very difficult especially because it was also a storm that weekend it was <laughs> awful it, it just and I, I was kept, it a nice wedding getting worse oh it was a great wedding it was just in the middle of a storm once i got there once i got everything settled like the first right. day was kind of rough but after that it was a pleasant weekend yeah. um i just you know it, traveling without a phone is also just very disconcerting like it just it it didn't feel right the whole time um but but it was it was a very nice wedding and it's just every piece of technology i have has failed over the past couple of weeks and i'm hoping i'm really hoping that this is it that i'm back like the computer's running new phone everything seems to be working i just want a little break from the failure of technology really that's that's what i would like a little bit of so we'll, well see. We'll see we'll how see. the next couple weeks go. But we're back on track. Yeah. Had a new this, episode last the week. Show, we... The show is back on track. The show is. Our lives off the rails. But the show. <laughs> well, that's a given. <laughs> I mean, we're planning my my disappearance slash death. So, I mean, we, yeah. I don't know how more off the rails we can get. One of the unfortunate things about skipping the week was I was hoping by the time we recorded this episode, we'd have some fan reaction to last episode because um, we talked about some really funny things uh, in listening to that episode and editing it, Taylor. Our conversation, especially because it was three weeks in a row that we went off the rails for 25 minutes. <laughs> our conversation about date movies is hilarious. I love it. Like you're just so upset 
and you can't get over the fact that I would have watched the walk to remember on a date that it's it. We talk, we, I the episode officially starts at like the 32 minute mark because we're just talking about that for the vast majority of it. Well, you know, it is a movie podcast. We were talking about movies. I say it's, it's a win. Oh, it's acceptable <laughs> between that and the Joker. Like that's how we really get you going is yeah. like inappropriate date movies and the Joker too. <laughs> the Joker too. We'll, we'll have to weigh in appropriate date movie or not. Check back. <laughs> Yeah, check back check on that back one. 2024, um, whenever it comes out. You know what's probably, the, the in terms of something coming out that actually would be a, a decent date movie is the Barbie, Barbie movie? Yeah, yeah. Barbie, yeah, for sure. Because at least that's intriguing enough that you'd be like, yeah, all right, I'll check this out. Like, I think, um, you know. I haven't seen Super Mario. You're going to review it today. I feel like what I know about it, that would be a good neutral date movie too. Oh, definitely. Yeah, That's definitely. The thing. I think like, it, anything it has, with comedy. It I has think to be work. neutral. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, nothing too. Like I was listening to a podcast uh, about haunted houses. It's called Dark House and it's um, quite good. But the one of the podcast hosts is a little bit pretentious. And she said that, her movie to like vet people on dates is the killing of a sacred deer. Okay. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's like, um, sweetheart, pump the brakes. Yeah. Like, you're not uh, that, you're not that interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's, um, <laughs> first of all, it does not surprise me at all that you listen to a podcast called the haunted house. It's called dark um, house. Dark house. About, sorry. About haunted. About, about, about houses, sorry. Yeah. Yes. That does not surprise me at all. Nor that you would find one of the hosts pretentious, or at least call one of the yes, hosts pretentious. I, I like <laughs> Killing of a Sacred Deer. It's a very good movie. It's not um, a good date movie. But no, not a good not a good first date movie. But she, her whole thing is like, that's like, um, she really likes that type of movie. So if the person she's going on a date with doesn't like that type of movie, then clearly they, they're not going to work. So like, I guess fair enough. If like, that's what you're using to like, vet yeah. people. I think that's a dangerous game. Yeah. I think it's a very dangerous game. All you have to have is someone who respects your interests. They don't have to necessarily share them. They just have to respect them enough to, like, go to whatever movie that you want. Like, you don't have to like Marvel, but you have to accept the fact that I'm going opening night or preview night to every Marvel movie. And if you want it in a Superman t-shirt, yes, yes, of course, in a Superman t-shirt or a Captain America t-shirt, Taylor, yes, of course. And you just have to either accept that and come with me or accept that and don't. (laughs) But still, you have to accept it because that's not changing. That's what's that's what's happening. That's I think, uh, Mike, you really hit the nail on the head. Uh, The bare minimum in a relationship is mutual respect. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm getting rid of you way before my Superman shirt. I'll tell you that, ladies. All right. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's get into it. Let's get into it. <laughs> As you mentioned, uh, Super Mario, that's Super Mario Brothers. That's what I'm going to be reviewing today. Um, it's, you've got a, a pair of movies um, that are both kind of new releases, I was looking. So Mur- uh, Murder Mystery one and two and the first one only came out in 2019 so the second one must have come out this year i think the second one came out like uh like three weeks ago okay so very that's what i thought yeah yeah like maybe because depending on when this airs it might be like a month old but it's been in the netflix top 10 although correct me if i'm wrong does everyone have the same top 10 because of the algorithm i don't know how it works but like i thought everyone had the same top 10 
Yeah, yeah it's been I thought like that, in that's like, for everybody. Okay, so it's been in my top ten in Canada for a little while, and um, it comes. <laughs> that why I'm reviewing it is because I saw my grandma, Grandma Joe, um, over Easter weekend, and she said, "Oh, honey, you gotta watch this movie." We're like, "What's it called, Grandma?" I don't know. Who's in it? I don't know. We were able Sounds to deduce. Right. <laughs> we were able to deduce it was murder mystery. Um, and so that came highly recommended by Grandma Joe Curry. Um, and I won't spoil my review yet, but I thought, well, if I'm gonna watch number one, I better watch number two because it's the more recent one, right? So that's yes, why I, yeah. I had a double double feature during nap time. This past having weekend. um having grandparents or parents for that matter describe a movie to you can be one of the most entertaining five to 10 to four hours, depending upon the movie like ever, because it's never right. It's, it's never in the right vein, but you, you eventually you can siphon through enough to figure it out. Like you, you're probably like me, Taylor. We know enough about movies that we can figure it out. You just tell us like about the person who's in it. We can get there. I had a suspicion. It was murder mystery. It didn't take us very long. Like, like only like two minutes to figure it out dan got it like right away i knew it before dan but i wasn't gonna take that away from him but but he was like it's a murder mystery and the grandma was like i don't know and then we're like Ooh, you know like jennifer aniston Ooh, like maybe like you know anyways we were able yeah. to figure it out um but yeah and then i was kind of is... like yeah and you go ahead right the... Yeah, this is. I was just going to ask. This is the. This is another Adam Sandler Netflix deal movies, right? Like he's he stars in both of them. I'm sure he's he does his production company, and he it's Happy Gilmore, his production company. He produced both both of them. He didn't write or direct. I don't think he. I don't know if he ever writes his movies. No, I think he just produces them, right? Like it's just his company, and then he stars. Did he write Happy Gilmore and like Buddy Buddy Madison? Billy, Billy, Madison. Billy Madison? Did he write <laughs> those old Madison. ones? Um, I think he had a hand in writing them. Okay. Yes. But like these yeah. new ones, I don't know. But he And then Jennifer Aniston got um, production a production credit for the second one. So A producer's credit? It, yeah. Yep. Yeah, sorry. Oh. A producer's credit. So she's in the You know what that now. means? You know what that means? She either gave back money or or they're like there's money changed hands. Because usually what happens, they have to be paid a certain amount that's negotiated. And because of her status, it was probably too much. So she like gives money back to the movie and then gets a producer's credit out of it hmm. when you invest in the movie. So that's yeah. why you often see stars, especially on television shows, late. All the stars of the TV show get producer credits is because they've given money back in exchange for producing credits. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I thought, I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. It's just, it's funny because even, even the movies themselves can't afford... You wonder how these movies afford these stars, and that's one of the ways they do it. Oh, we'll give you a producer credit, and they're like, "Great!" I'd be like, "You need a certain amount of producer credits to qualify to be a produ- part of the Producers Guild of America," which a uh, lot of actors want to be that because then they can start doing their own thing. Here, I'd be like, "Here, I am being like, no, give me my salary." Yes, absolutely. No, <laughs> and some people do that. Some people like, do that. Um, I'm not doing you a solid just so that you get a stupid producing credit. Give me my salary. I don't know. I, I, I honestly, we talk about this all the time. Um, I don't understand how Netflix, their business model, like to cut a deal with Adam. Um, oh my gosh, um, Adam Sandler Adam to like Sandler, have a yeah. yeah, and like 
How is that profitable? Well, it's such a multi-year contract too. Like it's so many films that he's going to be producing. Like that's a lot. Like that's a lot of people to be paid. Like that's even, even small films cost a lot to really produce them. So, but, but I mean, Netflix has already changed its business model. Like it wasn't clearly wasn't working because now you can't share profiles. Like they're eliminating. I know. Them so Don't more people I know. can pay. Um, <laughs> I'm one of the <laughs> fools who's now paying. <laughs> everybody knows that. Oh no, I'm I'm not paying either. My parents invited me to be in their Netflix, so I don't pay either. Um, so they, they can pay for the extra account. But that's that's the thing. Like it's it, they've already had to change their model because it clearly wasn't working. Which I think on the surface you would look and be like, of course, eventually uh. the money's going to run out. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so many people who are going to subscribe to your platform and like if you're not i don't know like are these movies like becoming dvds like can people buy murder mystery one and two on dvd because like if not oh, you're not i don't getting... i don't know i don't think so because i don't think you can get stranger things and like the shows like i don't think they they make dvds of their original shows so i don't think they do it for movies either weird, weird. which is probably a missed opportunity because I, I think there's a, enough people out there who'd be like oh i really love Stranger Things or Wednesday or whatever, I want the box set. I, I, bet definitely, you, I bet you they would make some money off of that. I think for sure. Yeah, no question. Especially with um, how things, uh, we talked about this maybe like a week or two ago, about how things um, come and go now on streaming services. Like it's not a guarantee that Stranger Things is going to live on Netflix for the rest of it, rest of time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So mm-hmm. um yeah, they're stupid not to release it on Blu-ray or whatever. But yeah, oh, absolutely. Like that. I now again, maybe once the shows end, the big popular ones, they might try it for a little extra money. But that's what I would be doing. I would be sure. pushing for put the put the episode like the seasons out. There will be people who want to collect that type of thing. It, it will happen, especially so, if it's like a yeah, box I, set with a T-shirt or like whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, especially because there's so many like there's so many great shows out there now that are streaming service originals whether it be netflix or or other ones and i just think that not knowing where the world's going to go and not knowing how long streaming service is going to be around having hard copies and physical copies would still hold such value that i think with we're in the golden age of television someone would probably want to be collecting some of their favorite shows from this era yeah you just don't make a lot of dvds you know what i mean like don't just a short run yeah you know for the collectors, but like that seems like a no-brainer. But again, Mike, how many times have I said it? Hollywood, come knock on my door. I have a million good ideas. Mike and I do. Come sponsor our show. I, I, I did, yeah, idea generators. Um, <laughs> hey, again, we'll we'll change the name. We'll sell out. We'll be what real quick. <laughs> or uh, what's um, screening on Netflix? Brought to you by Netflix. Sc- <laughs> yeah, what's screening on Netflix? Brought to you by Netflix, with your host. Netflix's own <laughs> Taylor, Taylor and Mike. And Mike. <laughs> Absolutely, I would let na- Netflix name me. Absolutely, <laughs> like I would literally give up my name for for money. The I would host like Net- formerly known as Mike. Yes, now, absolutely. I'm now, now I'm Netflix Netflix male, <laughs> right? Like that's whatever. Like I don't, I don't care. Um, well, I would be a hundred percent. I would every week. I'd be like, you know, Love Island just dropped a new episode on Netflix. Let's talk about it. I do that every single week. Yeah, I would do it every (laughs) single week. I only bring up Love Island was because getting Netflix changed over, I had to like basically restart my account again from scratch. 
So the first thing it recommended was Love Island. Netflix. And I'm like, Netflix, you you don't know me at all yet. <laughs> That's me like changing my trying to build my algorithm. I'm like, yeah, how, how am I missing? Like, is there nothing new or like, yeah, anyways, it's going to take several years for me to get back to what it once was. But yeah, that's, it'll take so it goes. Time. So it goes. Um, so as I mentioned, we, we don't really have uh, much by way of fan questions this week because of the issue with the episode. But, but next week, we'll make sure to get to all your questions. So if you did write in uh, and give your um, <laughs> your opinion of the worst or best. I can't remember what we asked. I think we asked for. I think we just said, what's your opinion? Yeah. What's your opinion? Yeah, that sounds more like us. Um <laughs> But I, I did get a, a, a Instagram message, a oh. DM, as it were, uh, from uh, DMs. Yes, uh, from a friend of Taylor, friend of show Nicole. She, she our is correspondent a, of. She typically does correspond with us via Instagram, so that's on. Yes, she her. she slides into those DMs quite fast. Um, so she wants she really wants one of us to go see the new uh, vampire movie there. Uh, oh, yeah. Runsfield, Renfield, Renfield. Um, it's okay. about it's about Dracula's, I guess, assistant. Yeah. Um, and and uh, Dracula, I didn't realize, is being played by Nicolas Cage. You haven't heard about this, Mike? It's been all over I, all my not, socials. When she's when she messaged, I said, "Oh, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll check it out." And then I went and watched the trailer, and I went, "What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> I've seen nothing of it. Like Nicholas Holtz is in it. Like yeah, I, I, he's the lead. Was, I was completely shocked. Um, and I was just like, this screams a Taylor movie because it's it Nick does, Cage I, playing Dracula. I do want to see it. I do, but I think, I mean, it was in theaters. I don't know, or is it? I don't like. I don't. I don't even know where it's playing. I don't know if it's a streaming thing or if it's a theater thing. I have no. I have no idea. But that what I know about it, I I thought. Oh, we can definitely review this eventually. I'll probably have to wait until it comes out on streaming or for me to rent it. So it will be a delayed review. I think it's currently doing a theatrical run. Um, I it only think... just opened. Yeah, yeah, like I'm looking at it now. It only just opened. Yeah, and it is in uh, in a couple theaters. So. But I do really want to see it. And apparently... Aquafina's in it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Nick Cage apparently goes pretty ham. Like he's chewing yeah. up his... He, yeah, and apparently he like shaved down his teeth for the movie. He like went all out. What, yeah, that's like, a little unnecessary, but like, <laughs> what would you? You know, I wouldn't expect anything different. Nick Cage playing and, Dracula, of course he's gonna, you know. Well, of course he it. would ham it up, but yeah, yeah I mean, I just, <laughs> yeah, I I think that's taking a little a little far, but. Whatever he's going to do, what he's going to do, um, yeah. Well, so so to answer Nicole officially on the podcast, we'll check it out. <laughs> we'll definitely. Eventually. Uh, it might be. I have. Somebody. I have like yeah, like I have in terms of coming up next. Like I, I'm forcing myself to get through Star Trek Picard season three. It's such a slog to finish that thing um, because Tyler and I are going to come together and finally wrap up New Trek um, and then never speak of it again. So that's going to come up in the next couple weeks eventually. Um, and then there's a few other things I want to do. There's a couple movies out now that I'm going to check out. Um, and there's some other fun content that I was thinking of having over the next couple of weeks. But I think we can fit it in before the summer gets too crazy with new movies, I'm sure. As soon as it's there. available for rental or streaming, 
I'll watch it. But oh, and I and frankly, I I yield to your timeline on that because I feel like this is more of a movie for you anyway. I think yeah, I'm gonna like it more than you. <laughs> yeah, I, but uh, but but thank you, Nicole. We'll uh, we'll check it out. Um, but today we've got a couple different new movies to uh, to talk about. Um, and if there's time at the end, we'll talk about the movies first, and we'll see if there's a little time at the end. Um, I wanted to update everyone on what I've been uh, streaming and revisiting um, hmm. in the hours in between Star Trek Picard Fuller episodes House. that I use as full. No, it's not Fuller House. <laughs> I've, I've moved on. I've moved on to to better television. Um, see, these are the things, Mike. This, these are the things I know about you. The police will be like, Taylor, where's Mike's body hidden? I don't know, but I know that he watched Fuller House pretty hard. <laughs> like yeah, when they're building now, your, they're building your profile. Be like, oh, he likes now, Fuller House. <laughs> now they're gonna say, Taylor, there was a note in his wallet that said you did it. Do you have any idea what that's about? And you'll have to say, go back to our screening in Kingston episode, April twenty fifth, twenty twenty three. He's and that will explain me. it. He's framed me. He's admitted it <laughs> on air publicly that he's framing me. That's what that note is in reference to. Um, <laughs> I don't, I completely lost my train of thought because you're you know, saying um, if there's out. time, you're gonna you're gonna talk about what you've been streaming. Well, yes, because I just I'm so disheartened about about what's happened to Star Trek that. I've been trying to watch bet like other good tel- like just good television right. and trying to find some of this new stuff that people have been recommending. So I'm just, you know, I've been watching a few things here and there and there's a few new seasons and stuff that are ending that I'm trying to get to. I just realized that here I am struggling and forcing myself to watch Star Trek Picard. And like, I haven't even watched the new series of Barry, which was a television show that I liked the first couple seasons of. Um, and same with the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which has its yeah. final season out now. And again, it's a show that I really like, but like I'm just ignoring these final seasons being released because I'm like trying to wa- like I have watching. to in yes, in like more than one session. Like they're they're an hour long episodes. To get through one episode of Star Trek Picard, it takes me almost three days. You just have to turn it off and take a break, have some deep breaths. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And and someone asked me, why do you let yourself get so worked up about this? And I never saw that person again. So that tells you uh, about how that date <laughs> went. How that date went. <laughs> I was like, get out. <laughs> if you can't um, take me at my Star Trek, then you don't deserve me at all. <laughs> this is the only thing that matters. <laughs> okay? There's nothing else that matters but this. You can't ruin Star Trek. Um, so if there's time at the end, we'll we'll get into that. But let's talk some movies, because cool. these are some some new movies. Um let's let's kick it off with your double feature here, murder mystery, Netflix stuff. Let's talk about that. Now are, for for logistical purposes, are you gonna review each movie separately or as a like a as a whole? You know, Mike, I didn't even, didn't have a single thought in my brain. No thought. Well, that, that, that does not shock me, but um, I, I kind of need, I need to know for, for, for your ratings and for the logisticals and for social media. I'll do separate, like there. separate, I think separate. separate. You will review one movie and then review the other. Okay, great. Yeah. So start, why don't you start with the first, let's, let's go in some order here. The first murder mystery 
movie of, of 2019. So Let's review that one. <laughs> Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston star. And at first glance, you'd think that they were kind of like an unlikely pairing, but I feel in my bones they've been in another movie together. Right? Uh, yes. Just go with it. Right. I which have not is seen a movie. It. It's a movie where for so I I saw it, but don't 100 percent remember. It's it's like he he has two kids. And he has to hire Jennifer Aniston to spend time with him for some reason. Uh, I'm pretty sure she's like a, a, a stripper or a prostitute or something. Oh. And he hires her to go on a vacation with him to make his like ex jealous because he has to go on vacation or something with and he has kids. Yeah, like there's some reason. And then so they kind of like a up. yeah, like a typical rom com setup. Yeah, kind, kind of. Yes, I yeah. They do have pretty good chemistry. Like I will give it to them. Um, they're probably he is uh, pretty well known for casting people or like having his friends in movies. And the fact that mm. she's returned, they must like them like each other well enough, right? And they yeah, do they yeah. do have pretty good chemistry. So Adam Sandler plays a police officer in New York who is um, trying to pass his detective test. Um, the test to become a detective, but it keeps failing, but he hasn't told his wife, Jennifer Aniston, who is a hairdresser. And so she thinks he is a full detective now, but, um, he's lying to her. He's still just like a beat cop. Oh. And, um, long story short, they end up on like a European holiday and, um, they get invited to this, uh, to this like weekend by a very, uh, Fabulously rich person, and then people start dying, and they're in a murder mystery. Essentially, oh. <laughs> that's that's the premise of the movie. Pretty straightforward. It's like um, Glass Onions, like Little Brother type setup. You know what I mean? Like rich people murder, and they're trying to solve the murder. The only difference is, I would say that well, in Glass Onion, there is also um, a frame job, but they're yeah. they. they Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler's characters are being essentially framed for these murders. And so they have to solve them. And, um, you know, he's not, he hasn't passed his detective test, but she's obsessed with detective novels. So the two of them working together. (laughs) Okay. I can see some comedy. Yeah. It's like, it is, it is a, it is a comedy. It's not, um, it's not like, all-out raunchy humor like Adam Sandler's older movies. I find now mm. that he's older, his movies are more, um, like, subdued, the comedy. Like, there right. are some, like, raunchy sex jokes, but, like, nothing that would be like, oh, I have to clutch my pearls. You know what I mean? Like, it, they're, yeah. like, relatively... It's less than it was. Yeah, like, yeah. relatively tamed. I did wonder, I'm like, did my Grandma Joe like, catch all of these sex jokes? <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> And did she enjoy them? She said she really liked really liked the movie and was like, "You have to watch it." So maybe I don't know. Old people can like sex jokes too, but seems off brand for her. But anyways, Adam Sandler does have a pretty wide range of fans, including age. Like I think a lot of people remember some of his older movies. A lot of people have, I think, over the past couple of years, come more on board with him, probably because his movies are less raunchy now. Like they, you know, the Netflix things I think has helped him with his audience. Yeah, like his Netflix movies are definitely, uh, aside from uh, that Gems movie, 
and I'm forgetting. Oh, the, the un- uncut gems. Yeah, aside from uncut gems, which is like not a Grandma Joe movie, but um, I would say that his newer movies are more like uh, general audience viewing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, there's mm-hmm. a little bit. Well, and he's branching out a bit, isn't he? Because you reviewed that movie that I eventually saw, the basketball one, yeah, which it was is quite good. kind of got comedy in it, but more of a like sports movie. Yeah. And it yeah. was it so, was quite good. I liked it with Queen yeah. Latifah as his wife. Yeah, I think. Yes. Um, yeah. I like Adam Sandler. So like, I like old Adam Sandler. I liked I've liked him in his newer movies. I like it. I don't mind when he plays more like straight roles, like the Wedding Singer. Um, so like, I always feel like I kind of like have to defend him <laughs> to certain people. But I think this is a movie where it does is a kind of predictable a little bit although i didn't predict the murderer at the end you um, didn't no i did not but again oh, like, so they gotcha <laughs> like it's hard to say is it my illness is it my baby i don't know i'm not as sure are you <laughs> that's true that's that's true that's that you brought think, up a real good point there i don't think i'm like the the litmus litmus test for whether or not it was like a creative twist but <laughs> like i had 20 minutes left of the movie and Dan said, like, oh, do you know who the murderer is? And I said, well, as long as there's not another twist, I know who the murderer is. And, of course, there was another twist in the last 20 minutes. So uh, it, it keeps you guessing till the very so end. So you were, you were on your toes, but who yes. knows if anyone else was. <laughs> I will say that it was quite cute. Um, it is a movie that you could probably watch with your parents. Um and like you know like younger again like because there are like some raunchy sex jokes like i don't know like i would say like 13 like as young as maybe 13 it's so hard to know mike we always talk about Mm -hmm. this like we don't know what's appropriate for age groups but i feel like 13 like the jokes would go over their head but they would still be able to watch the movie with you if that makes sense um uh so yeah it felt like a family kind of like a older family friendly movie you could watch and um is it like knives out quality no um but i will say that the second murder mystery i enjoyed more than the second knives out movie really because i felt that's, like knives out too was bloated like <laughs> it, it was a little bit yes i would agree with that um i still thought it was like well written like very unique and interesting but it was there was a lot and it was very, it was definitely more bloated than the first one. Which and like, is a I didn't simple. care about Edward Norton's character. <laughs> like, ugh. okay, fair enough. That's yeah, fair like, enough. I found him quite <laughs> abrasive. But in one in, thing I wanted to quickly out. point out, Taylor, is you, the thing that you brought up of like, okay, not knowing what's appropriate for kids and stuff. Shouldn't you be figuring that out right now? I should, but my baby's <laughs> only five months. Right, I'm sure. Fine. But. You have some time, but over the next couple of years, I would imagine, I mean, what age do kids start wanting to watch shows and movies and stuff? Like three? I don't, I don't know. I don't you don't know? know. Well, technically, what, oh, okay. like I'm already, we're already running into problems because mm-hmm. um, when George was like a spud, like when they're like newborns, they're like potatoes. You know what I mean? Like they're no personality. They just lay there. Um, okay. So like. What's he now? He's becoming less spud-like. Oh, at five, at five months? Yeah. So, so like, really, the first three months, we could watch a movie. He would be fast asleep. We didn't have to worry about mm-hmm. anything. And then, like, he turned, like, four months and now five months. Um, if we're watching something on the TV, he'll he'll watch it. 
Oh. And like that's really? not good for his brain. I, th- not, I, like, I would just think I would have thought that would be too young. He like it is too young in the sense that like in terms of development, like or you know, everything has a caveat. If your five month old is watching TV, no judgment, whatever. Um, we just don't want our five month old watching TV. But they love the shapes and the colors and the noise. So, so mm-hmm. we if we're gonna like, you know, if you're watching something at dinner, we have to like position him away from the TV or shut the TV <laughs> off because he will watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. And it's like that's funny. He obviously has no idea what's going on. He's five months old. Or so, or he really appreciates the humor of yes, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes. Like he's gonna be an Andy Samberg fan. <laughs> Could you imagine? Hot Rod or whatever that. <laughs> yeah, you'll just want to watch Hot Rod all the time. <laughs> and that that movie he made with Adam Adam uh, Sandler, the dad. Oh, remember Adam Sandler's his dad, the bad dad, because he had him at like a really young age. Bad, yeah. So yeah. and he gets married. Yeah, that's a, that's such a stupid movie. Funny but stupid. Yeah, like some not as even though I defend Adam Sandler, not all of his movies are good. In fact, like a lot of no. them are are dumb but like there's there's a place there is a time and a place for a dumb movie sure so back to my reviews so these movies are um about an hour and a half each so like perfect i said i was going to review them individually i'm now kind of lumping them together but they're both an hour and a half um the second movie we have them come back you know jennifer aniston and adam's uh I want to say Sandberg, probably because I'm watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine so much. But um, the two main characters come back. A couple characters from the first movie come back. Definitely, like, the crowd favorites, like, the comedic relief ones. Um, right. The actor, I think it's Carl Weathers, the one from Happy Gilmore, where he doesn't have a hand. Oh, yes, yes. I believe that's him, and he also does not have a hand in these movies. Does Carl oh. Weathers not have a, is he missing a hand in real life? I didn't think so. I thought that was just the character. So um, maybe that's just like a like a little Easter egg for <laughs> Sailor fans. I don't know. Oh, no, maybe I should look that up. I mean, I I, I don't know. I just so, like, always that's, assumed that's weird that in both times he doesn't have a hand and it's part of his character. But whatever, it's an Adam Sandler movie. Um, so a couple of the characters come back in the second one. I will almost say that I liked the second one more a little bit. Um, so individually i like these movies are definitely netflix movies we've talked about this before mike netflix movies kind of feel a little b movie direct to dvd ish this is probably like a step up from that um definitely better than that stupid ghost movie we have a ghost that i watched <laughs> recently i was like, i was literally gonna ask you that <laughs> bottom of the barrel that was like direct to disney like not not good these definitely feel a step up um i'm kind of straddling between stream it and airplane it like me personally i'm leaning towards airplane it but i feel like this is a good movie for like to watch with your your older parents who are like maybe in their 60s or if you're 60 listening to this you know watch watch it with your kids or your your older grandkids like it felt like a movie I could watch with my grandma and I wouldn't have been embarrassed and we both would have enjoyed it you know what I mean yeah yeah um so so it's a stream it stream it yeah like both 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 films are more of it yeah and I, I know you said you like the second one better than like 
the second Knives Out movie. But in terms of these two, did you feel like it was like an adequate sequel? Like you didn't feel oh, like yeah. it dropped off? Like, and uh, I don't think it dropped off. I I quite enjoyed it. I felt like it maintained. It's like a cute setup, right? Like a husband and wife. The wife loves detective novels. The husband is not like is a police officer who can't become a detective. And they just solve mysteries. So like there could be many of them. Just like the Knives Out um, franchise, right? Each movie is kind of a new mystery. Um, And the second movie did end with the opportunity for a third one. Like the way it ends, Mm. you're like, oh, it's set up for uh, like a sequel again. Um, Again, like I don't know how Netflix, I don't know how Netflix weighs its popularity. But clearly Murder Mystery 1 was popular enough to get the second one. And the second one has been in the top 10 for Canada movies for a couple weeks in a row. So, like, people are watching these movies. Um, Grandma Curie included. (laughs) So it's making its rounds. Um, So, yeah, like, if you like cute mysteries, um, lots of, like, and it's um, pure comedy. So, like, whereas Knives Out was definitely, like, a comedy drama, uh, like, a dramedy, I would say. Um, cause there is comedy in the Knives Out movies. This is like, hmm. this is, no, this is a comedy, you know, like Just a comedy. there yeah, will be a happy a ending. Don't stress. Like it's, and with an hour and a half, like chef's kiss for me, perfect viewing length for a movie like this. Um, yeah. And, but there is murder. So, um, hi, Just, uh, <laughs> it's right in the title. I kept thinking the movie was going to be like, I never saw this movie, but you know, there's the movie like escape room. Oh, yes. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was going to be like, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't realize they were going to like actually solve a murder. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be more well, like a murder mystery, like dinner, <laughs> dinner brain. Like, nope, there are murders in this, in these movies. Um, so they're both stream it's, but like personally, tailor wise there, I would lean more towards an airplane. Eh? But if you're looking yeah. for a good movie to watch with um, kind of like a variety of ages, um, something that's kind of like safe, um, like, I had a couple chuckle. Like, I did laugh, like, while watching this and, like, while my baby was asleep. So, like, dangerous. Um, might wake up George, but he didn't. So, that's good. Um, yeah. But I'll keep, like, I'll keep watching the Adam Sandler movies. Why not? Well, they you keep know making what, you laugh. You know what it Why is, not? Mike? You know what you're getting with him. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's okay. True. That's okay. Yeah. It's like getting McDonald's. Yep. <laughs> or any kind of fast food. It's you not necessarily exactly good for you, but you know what you're getting. Nope, but you know what you're getting, and that's sometimes what you want. Um, uh, point of clarification, Carl Weathers does have both hands. So, yeah, just weirdly no hands. <laughs> must just be must just be a throwback for, like, deep deep cut fans. Yeah, like a little to, like, wink. laugh at, I guess. Yeah, yeah like, oh, like he's that, missing that, a hand that, again. Yeah, like, he's missing a hand in these movies. He missed, you know, that would be the only thing. Okay, there you go. Murder Mystery. And Murder Mystery 2. Stream it. Um, I saw Super Mario Brothers, the movie that's taking the box office by absolute storm. Lots of buzz. Uh, yeah, this film made has made almost a billion dollars already. Um, yeah, it's at, it was over $750 million worldwide. And it's only been out, this is its third week. What's it competing just, against, it though? Been, uh, there's not much like the John Wick movie, the, the, the final John Wick movie, John Wick four, I think it's the final one. I don't know. Who knows? They'll probably keep putting those out, um, is out right now. Um, the movie, the Air Jordan, uh, sneaker movie just came out. Ben Affleck. 
with Ben Affleck. So that one's getting some buzz and interest. So I, I think it definitely did come out at a good time, but it's definitely performing way better than everyone expected, hey. including the studio. Why like not? Everyone's pretty <laughs> shocked. And this is like, this is a tight, short movie. This is an hour and a half and it doesn't, like it's not long. Love to it's, see it. It's, it, yeah, it's very much in, in your wheelhouse for, for length. And one thing I will say is it, it kind of, for me, borders the line of just for kids. Right. Where the movie that I would say that kind of defines the kids movie, but for adults and it works for both is Shrek. Yeah. Where I don't think Super Mario Brothers hits the Shrek point. Like, I think it's, it's below that. And it's kind of like, I, I went to see it. And I, I thought it was delightful. Like I thought it was, I thought it was very well done overall. Um, with that being said, it it felt like a very good kids movie, not one that I would necessarily want to watch over and over again. But I think a kid might. And maybe I don't like Sonic. Think, would you compare it maybe to the Sonic movie? I think Sonic was better. Oh, okay. I, I didn't see the second one. I only I only eventually saw the like Sonic and Detective Pikachu. I think were were a bit better. Fair. Because to me, those also I, kind of straddle their yes, movies. Yes, I would say but... I'd say they're just below that. Not not so much that it you know it, it suddenly like shoves the rating down or or makes it kind of difficult to watch. But I would just say the rewatchability of Sonic and Detective Pikachu is a bit higher than this one. Do you think, Mike, um, if they knew that the the movie was going to make this much money, that they would have aimed for like a higher? They would have like changed the script a little bit and made it more like a girl friendly? I think so because I think it was a very conscious choice. It's a huge cast. Like it's a very good cast. (laughs) It's a great cast. Anya Taylor-Joy is Princess Peach. Chris Pratt is uh, is Mario. Uh, Charlie Day is Luigi. Jack Black plays Bowser. Uh, He sings a song in the film that was number one on Spotify last week. Um, Keegan-Michael Key is in it. Fred Armisen. Seth Rogen. Like, it, it is a stacked cast. I think there were moments in the film that could have been a bit longer. They're, they're, this is an adventure movie. This is a, we have a quest to go on. Um, Mario and Luigi are in the real world. They are plumbers in Brooklyn. And they are struggling on their own to start a plumbing company. And through a mishap, they get sucked into a pipe that leads them into the world of, of the game. The, you know, if people know Mario, it's like the, the world of mushroom kingdom. Um, so they basically get sucked in there. Luigi gets captured by Bowser. Bowser wants to rule the, the, this universe, but you find out really quickly. He actually just wants to marry peach. Um, and he's like in love with her. Uh, and, and it's really funny because they play it off very like sincerely like he actually is in love with her which is really funny because it's jack black who's doing this crazy voice as bowser but bowser's always this imposing force who keeps kidnapping peach in the games and as mario and luigi have to go rescue her well they sort of flip things a little bit here where bowser is sort of marching towards the kingdom and he actually ends up kidnapping luigi and it's Mario and Peach who have to go on an adventure to save Luigi. Um, That's fun. And yeah, it is fun. And it, it, they, it, the way they present it is a fun way. And they basically, they have to go get, they, they've got to go convince the Kongs 
to, to let them have an army to fight and support them. So they have to go meet Donkey Kong and like all the, the Kongs from the games. And, and, and it just becomes a series, like an adventure right. from there. Um, but, but like it's a really kid funny. adventure. Yeah, it's a kid adventure. And you can tell it's very much like a kid adventure. Some of the humor doesn't quite land. Some of it's very good. Some of it's very funny. Um, it's, it's definitely, again, like of the movies we mentioned, like Sonic, Detective Pikachu, Dungeons and Dragons that I saw recently, all of those made me laugh a lot more than Mario. The whole time it was just like, oh, this is fun. Like, it's delightful. Like, there's a couple little jokes, haha. But it's not, it's something that I wouldn't be annoyed watching once or twice with children. But after that, like, I would be done. Right. Like, I don't, I don't need to keep revisiting this movie. So I do feel like it, it was purposely a, a tight hour and a half. We're just going to get them on the adventure as fast as possible um, and just kind of move the plot forward, which works for kids. Um, but I just thought it was so the, the funny and the humor comes out of that relationship of you've got Bowser, this imposing force, and all he wants to do is marry Peach. Um, now, he wants to do it to, to rule the kingdom, but he, his plan is to march up to her, like destroy all these lands and ask her to marry him. <laughs> And so one of his like minions is like, what if she says no? And there's a silence and he sets the minion on fire. <laughs> and then, then, then that was it. Then that's it. And then everyone just kind of she moves won't on. Say no. Yeah, he's just like, she's not gonna say no. Like, what are you talking about? Um, so it's very funny. Like it, it they do a really good job, I think, of weaving some of that humor in. Um, the voice talent is great across the board. Like they, everyone does a really good job. It all works for it. Um, there's a couple of people who are pretty unrecognizable that do like a really, really good job. And one person, give a shout out to, I didn't think this was going to work, but Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong worked. <laughs> I like, I really didn't think it was going to, but it was really good. They made the character of Donkey Kong fit the voice really well. Like they just, they just, the way they, they changed him and made him, they made him kind of a little bit lazy, a little bit kind of like, yeah, kind of, but on bananas, like it was all about bananas, like he's obsessed with bananas. Um, So they just, they just kind of made it work for the character and that I, I really wasn't expecting that. Um, And like Chris Pratt does a fine job as, as Mario. Does he do an Italian accent? So no, it's slightly like there's a slight accent that's more realistic. I'm a Mario, throughout. that kind of. Yeah. So no. So that kind of accent is is done, but only by Mario and Luigi in a commercial for themselves okay. where they're overdoing it. Right. Like they're doing it to like play a character, but their actual accents throughout the movie are not remotely distracting. They're like, probably just more like, like New York, New York. Yeah, accent. New York Italians. Like yeah. you got to remember, like th- these are th- this is an Italian. The Mario family is an Italian family living in the Bronx. Yeah, like they're not they're not from Italy. They're Italian American. They like, I'm pretty sure they're yeah they're born in New York. Like they so you kind of have that mix of New York Italian kind of accents in there, and it works. Like it's not distracting. It's not weird. It, it works. Um, like the whole cast like really just knocked it apart. And one thing I thought was really funny is so they made Princess Peach look like remarkably like Anya Taylor-Joy. Like they Aww. changed a little bit of her character just to like, you, especially in the eyes, yeah. you're like, they made her specifically look like her. Like they they made the, the hair a little bit longer, made her a little bit taller. Like, and it, it's very it's very funny that, that they did that because they basically made them look very, very similar. Um, and I always, I thought that was funny while I was watching it because 
one of the things that always used to happen, like with Toy Story movies and like kids movies, is when kids would meet the actors, they'd be kind of upset because right. they don't look anything like the cartoon. Um, and and I'm like, that's not going to happen with yep. her. <laughs> like she's literally, <laughs> they made Princess Peach look exactly like her. Like you would think that it was literally just a cartoon version of her. Um, so that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, all in all, I thought it was a really good venture movie. Um, again, I had some slight problems with the pacing. I thought things were moving way too quickly. Things wrapped up a little too easy. Um, some, some of the scenes kind of just moved on very quickly. But again, I think this is a very well done movie for kids that will probably find an audience with, you know, hardcore, um, hardcore fans of, of the games um, and is definitely a step up from a lot of the movies based on video games that I've seen. So they're definitely on the right track and I'm kind of okay returning to this world. And it, they clearly did it as a jumping off point, right? Right. We're going to introduce this world. Uh, Bowser, you know, is, is a threat and we're going to introduce that threat um, and we're going to move forward with it and we're going to build a universe from here. And they did a good job. Like they, they clearly, prove they could make a pretty good movie i just i don't think it's as good as it could have been like it's not to me it would never be a 10 out of 10 like i'm i'm giving it a see it i think super mario brothers is a see it but it's like the lowest see it that i can give it like before it bleeds into a stream yeah before it bleeds into a stream it where i'm like yeah i like i'm glad i went to the movie theater to see this it's a good summer movie experience uh you could I, i think if you have a family and need to bring kids to something and don't want to be annoyed by a movie, this is this is a good choice. Like walk, going and watching with them, you're not going to be super bored. Like Especially if, if you enjoyed Sonic, I think it's along those lines. I just think Sonic was a little bit... Sonic had, had Jim Carrey. And Sonic, I think, had a little bit more of an intrigue to me. Um, but Super Mario Brothers was still still a pretty pretty solid movie. So I'm, I'm giving it a C. Cool. Um, we don't have a lot of time, uh, before we get, uh, get to the end here. So we can't quite get into all my, my streaming choices. Um, but one of the things that, uh, I was watching and rewatching that makes me very sad, uh, is to see some shows. I was rewatching, uh, The Walking Dead, uh, House. Oh yeah. Um, you, you know, you remember House. Um, yeah, I watched it I when was it catch- was on... TV. Yes, yes. <laughs> there's a couple. There's a point to this. And then I was I was catching up on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel to watch like the latest season. Right. And there was a few other shows I was revisiting just to sort of binge in the past couple of months because there hasn't been a lot of movies we were we sort of on and off um, with doing the show. So I was seeing a lot of. I was just like streaming and, and binging on stuff. It's fascinating to me that some of the best shows out there have this kind of dip to them. Where they start out really good, they run for a couple seasons, and then a dip always seems to happen in the middle. And then the really good ones can turn it around and stick the landing and like have a solid final season or two. Like it happens quite a bit with with shows that I watch. And I just find it so fascinating that nowadays the amount of terribleness you'd have to be to get your show canceled it has to be pretty high. Or, or you're like Netflix. Oh, give them three seasons. I was gonna, done anyway. I was like, gonna say, or it could be Netflix, and you could be the or best be show in the world, and canceled after ten episodes. And ca- yes, and that does happen because that's an algorithm thing. But for the most part, on streaming service, there are shows that are awful 
that run for five or six years. Like Star Trek Discovery, I think is still happening. I think it's still going on. And I think no one watches it. I don't know. Because in the old days, the, you know, it was the rate, it's the, um, uh, not ratings. But Nielsen, like the, Nielsen ra- yeah, ratings like or whatever. How called? many people were like tuning in that? Like you could, tuning like, in that you could literally yes, yeah. pinpoint <laughs> 10 million people watched episode yeah. two. Eight million mm. people watch episode three. Oh my gosh, the writers need to need need to go back to the writing room. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so maybe that accounts for how like shows were able to turn it around. I felt like House really jumped the shark, though. I don't think I finished House when it was on. TV. So I, I, so House in the middle starts to fall off a bit, but then it comes back pretty strong, and then it falls off again a bit. But the ending of that series is actually quite good. I've been really judging ends of series recently, just trying to like go through and just see what, and some like house house is one of those where I'll give them props. The final episode really ties things up and suits the show. Sometimes that happens where it's just the final episode's terrible. But as I've been revisiting shows in my preparation to to bash the end of Star Trek Picard in a couple of weeks. Seeing um, how people have I've done been, it well, right? You need the comparison. Yes, because, because, okay, because I hate being negative. I know it happens a lot on the show, and I'm sure there are people out there who think I just hate like hating on things. I actually don't. I really love television, and I really love movies. I really love books. I really love stories. Like, I love stories. And when you build a really interesting world, I'm captivated. It's what makes me go back to Harry Potter so much. It's what makes me go back to Star Trek so much. It's world building. So when you're lazy and you create a dumb story in a stupid world and you don't put any effort into developing it, it makes me very mad. Because you can see potential there in some in some of these films and movies and things that we go to where it's like you you could not make mistakes here and you could stick this landing but for some reason you don't and it makes it makes me mad um and it's one of the many reasons why i would love to to sell out the podcast and just let you know let the the world pick our brains you know we could just solve all your problems hollywood so this doesn't happen exactly anyway i get to it's these are the things that are worth getting excited about i think you know get get a little bit get a little bit heated but i i love I wanted to revisit shows that I remember liking and, and see how the ending goes. And now that I'm older, try to kind of like, I think I rewatched Mad Men recently. Like I'm trying to go back and watch iconic shows to see what what it is that, that captured people. And for the most part, I can see it. I can see why this lasted seven seasons. I still don't get why Star Trek Discovery is on for five, where shows I'm sure you can mention, Taylor, from, from Netflix that were amazing, lasted 10 episodes. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make sense in this day and age. And I, I, again, the Netflix algorithm, we all know it's all over the place. But anyway, we don't have time to fully get into this. I'm sure we can revisit this uh, in the in the coming weeks. But uh, we ran out of time this week. We had too much other fun things to talk about. So that's fine. Um, thank you to everybody once again for listening. Uh, hopefully, let's all just say, hey, no more tech issues. And we're back on track. Um, and we'll have new episodes every week from now until uh, my body is found and Taylor's blamed for it. <laughs> Go see some movies.